Nick, one thing before we yeah. start the intro. Do you are you a tea person? Uh, uh, like not a sophisticated tea person, but I drink a lot of tea with Jen because G- Jen is smart about it, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll take the peach one or whatever. Peach one? That's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, so two things. One, I've ordered things. Uh, order some. I like Earl Grey tea. Um, and think- we ordered off Amazon some Earl Grey tea twice, and both times they sent us the wrong tea. But Nick. You know what I'm drinking now? It's the wrong tea. It's the wrong tea. because you, you get the refund, but it's not like they're going to make you send it back. Yes, they did not make us send it back. I'm like, well, I'm going to try this wrong tea. Nick, my new favorite tea is peppermint tea. It doesn't even have caffeine. I don't even know what this is. But Nick, I'm drinking some peppermint tea right now. Oh, so good. Also. Okay, <laughs> I haven't had peppermint tea, but I can tell you that peppermint boba is pretty fire. I mean, oh, I, I probably dude. sound like a really basic person for saying that, but, you know, it's, I don't it's, even, it is what it I, is. I've never had peppermint boba before. Uh but I'm going to now because, yeah. uh, I mean, boba's pretty good and tea's pretty good and peppermint tea's apparently great. Um, the other thing I was going to say about tea, Nick, before we get going, have you, do you have like an electric teapot that like you could just push a button and it just like turns the tea and water into we, tea water temperature? We do. We do. Is that not the best thing you've it's ever had good. in your entire life? It's pretty good. It's I mean, good. straight up. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a tea enthusiast out there who will tell me that I'm ruining the tea, but I'm not good. I'm not smart enough to know the difference. No, Sorry. I'm way too dumb. Wait, uh, I'm <laughs> in the middle of the country in Kansas. I mean, I couldn't tell you what a good tea is. I mean, Nick, we're not even on the right continent to tell people what good tea is. So, true. It's true. I mean, who am I to say? All I know is if I push a button and the tea water turns into tea water temperature, I mean, that, it's that's ideal. It's very, very ideal. I mean, as far as beneficial starts the podcast before we actually get into things, I feel like. We've we've condensed a lot of value into the last uh, you know like three minutes. At this point, I don't even know what else you could want from a pre-intro discussion. Get get your peppermint tea. Go buy your electric tea kettles. Sit down and enjoy this episode. <laughs> My gosh, we're so dumb. Here we started a podcast. It's a podcast where we give you all kinds of tea advices. Uh, the Most finding- of the tea related podcast. I am actually rebranding it. This is the, okay. the year we started Secrets tea of the tea podcast. <laughs> and I'm your other co host, Nick. <laughs> and I am your co host, Jeff. Um, yeah. yeah, aside from talking about tea, we'd like to talk about some things that are fun and interesting to us, despite the fact that we're half cutting it apart. Nick, you watched an NFL game, I believe, at least the I end did. Because I texted I, you. Well, and I, I purposely I have not texted you back much. I about came it. home to so for our viewers, I don't watch any games, but Jeff, everyone knows Jeff that you're you're obsessed with uh with the Chiefs. It's true. Uh, I came home and I had been googling like the the score before I left and everything. And I was like, oh, it's a pretty good game. And so I come home and there's like two and a half minutes left, and I'm pretty sure I tuned in just in time to see like the the most insane ending to a freaking football game of all time. I'm pretty sure like there was more there was more points scored in that like two and a half minutes than any other two and a half minutes of football history i feel like like it had to be had to be okay nick i just i want to i want to read uh, one stat and then i want to go on to my short rant because 
like I don't we this is I mean this is the least evergreen thing we're ever going to talk about probably in this podcast but Fair. like I honestly maybe that's not even true because this this is the thing that will be something that people talk about for a very long time but okay before I do that uh, I need to read one stat okay Nick at the two minute warning it was 21 to 26 we yep. were in the lead 21 to 26 at the two-minute warning. The game ended at 42 to 36. <laughs> Holy pajoli. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, that is, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm out of my mind, excited, out of my gourd about how this game went, like how this finished up. I mean, but you are not remiss to say that this was one of, if not the best, not even not even the best playoff. This is one of the best NFL games I've ever watched. I I go back and so I remember one time where I went to bed because it was like a school night and it was the night that uh, Peyton Manning Colts played the Buccaneers and they were down by 21 points with like flipping two minutes to go. And I'm like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm going to sleep. Why would you watch? And And then I woke up the next morning. Everybody asked me if I watched the game. And I'm like, yeah, I watched the game. And I like, who cares? Like, it was just a boring Monday night football game. And so, but like, turns out I missed one of the best, the best, best yeah. comebacks of all time. And, and, you know, Peyton Manning, no, no, nothing but love here. I mean, he, he had an absolutely crazy career, but that was just a random Monday night game. Nick, this was a playoff game and playoff yes. game against, uh, against a quarterback who's playing lights out. And, and Nick, the thing I want to, okay, so like, it's ridiculous. Whatever, I'm a Chiefs fan. I could talk about how great all this was. You're allowed. Okay, I'm. I, I'm gonna take my. I took my. Wait, second. wait. Can I? Can I say one thing though? As like a, yeah. as a uninformed fan who didn't who doesn't know anything about anything with like history and stuff. Th- when the when the freaking um the Bills scored with like 14 seconds left or whatever 13, it was 13 13, 13 seconds. I'm, Nick, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 13 I was like, seconds. I was like devastated for you. I was like, oh. It's done. I was then, also devastated for me. <laughs> and then there's like that one little play that gives you like the spark of hope. And you think to yourself, like, yeah, no, the toss of this, is, this, is, yeah. this isn't real. It was one play. It was like a 20. There's still a bajillion yards away. It's not real. Oh, my God. They made it. Oh, crap. Nick. <laughs> Nick. I ha- okay. Like, as, as clutch as all the things that happened in this game, like, you just delivered me right to the moment. That I want the to moment. share with you because yes. I don't think a lot of people saw this. I posted on Twitter uh, to to my favorite uh, NFL podcast, uh, Pixies and Party podcast. Some good friends there mentioned multiple times. Anyways, my favorite, the most ridiculous thing of this, like I, I like it blew my mind. I didn't even know about it until after I was watching. The next morning, I woke up and I was I rewatched the fourth quarter. It was like the first thing I did because like how could you not uh, as a as a team uh, or as a fan of a team that had something like this happen? But I watched the post game interviews after that. And Nick, I, I I got privy to like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard ever in sports. And I'm going to make you listen to this. And I'm going to take the time to edit it into the podcast deck to get the two quotes because in my oh, opinion, excited. this is this is one of the most buck wild things I've ever heard. It's wild. Okay, so so you mentioned it was uh, we had 13 seconds left. We we threw a little. It was a, it was a beautiful play to Tyree Kill, um, and it's just it. Andy Reid cannot be praised enough for how like or Eric Bini, whoever whoever came up with that one. That was a good one, um, and that got us into the point where like yeah, we were like 20 yards away from field goal range with eight seconds to go. So it's like it's possible, but Nick, okay, with eight seconds to go or whatever it was, uh, this is Travis Kelsey, our tight end. 
I want you to watch this. I want you to go to two minutes and 25 seconds. And I just told them right before they called a timeout uh, right before we, uh, we went out there and ran that play. Um, and I told them I'm probably not going to run the, the route that, uh, that it's called. I'm just going to run to the open area. And uh, probably midway through his cadence, he was screaming at me at the line of scrimmage, do it. Like, <laughs> do it, do it. And I was just like, all right, here we go, boys. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so Travis Kelsey on the play that literally is the tipping point of whether we go home or play for a shot to go to the Super Bowl says he, I'm not he gonna tells, run the rope. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna do whatever. And then, <laughs> and then, okay, and then this uh, next part, Nick, and, and like there, like there's some some people doing. The Lord's work on the, the, the NFL Twitter space. They amplified the sound so you could actually hear what happens here. Hold on. Just, like, it is. I mean, okay, hold on. That's so sick. I mean, to walk up and be like, do it, do it, Kels. That will go down in history as one of the most amazing Chiefs things that has ever happened. Like, sports in general. I, like, I don't know. In an improvised play with the entire season on the line, it's not like, oh, if we missed this up, we would have a lot of other options. I mean, at that point, we would have been throwing, like, a 70-yard Hail Mary or something like that, Like, which isn't a thing that was going to happen. I That was just Oh, so incredible. I don't know that I've ever had anything like because you totally miss it in the moment. Like right. who would have known? Uh, but like hearing all that and like going back and watching it and then knowing all the story behind that last that display of, the, of regulation before the field goal. Like, oh, my gosh. I don't know that I've ever witnessed anything so cool, like sports wise. Like that, Un- that, was, that was pretty, pretty wild. Do you, have a, do you have a favorite like live sports thing that you've that you've watched? Like you would point to is like, oh, man, that was like one of the coolest. I, yeah. I mean, I know for go ahead. Sorry. I've I do. Do you want to do you want to share? Do you want me to share it right now? Or do you want do you want yeah, to? No, don't tell me. Just, okay. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Um. So wait, do you want video or do you want me to just tell you? I mean, uh, do the I video know? Video might it? take a minute. Do uh, I know? I don't it? think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean, I've I've watched so I've watched a lot. I mean, I I've watched um I've watched like Lakers win game sevens. Um, but the, you know, game seven is like cool because it's not, but it's not you know the end of the game last single moment. Um, me and my best friend and a couple of our other uh, guys that we played basketball with all watched a uh, a, a Lakers Sun game uh, that was in the playoffs that. Um, Kobe hit a game tying shot at the buzzer to send it to overtime and then also hit the game winning shot in overtime. Uh, that was like insanely cathartic and super hyped just because I was with a bunch of like, you know, 14 year old oh, degenerates. Man. That was like, like yeah. we were all really hyped for. And also my best friend was like an obsessive Steve Nash fan. So it was like, also, <laughs> oh, no. yes, it got it better for that reason. Oh too. man. That's so, terrible and hilarious at the yeah, same time. Yeah. So I, uh, there's that. That one, that one always sticks in my head. I mean, I've watched a couple other like really, really hyped game winners too. Um, but that's the one that always sticks out to me. Okay. Well, We'll, we'll we'll spare our listeners of us just watching highlight videos of sports it's things, fair. Uh, but definitely we'll I'll check that out afterwards. So um, I don't know if, this, if it, I don't know if you will, you'll keep this in because it's not I don't know if it's that interesting or not. But on that throw, that's the one that that Pat Mahomes kind of like pump fakes, right? Like or not yeah. pump fakes. But, so I love that because on the replay you can see, and this is probably like not an observation that's that that hard for for you or anything. But he pump fakes for it's like a half a second because Kelsey doesn't turn his head. 
and he follows through as Kelsey turns his head back in the middle of the throw on the yes. second uh, on the second uh, pump, and like then he follows through on it, and it's yeah. freaking like brilliant because it's like, dude, that's such a small window and such a quick reaction to know that this time he'll actually know that the pass is coming and be well, ready for it. I mean, it really is wild, and I mean, you see this sort of stuff in sports sometimes where you're like. Man, the fact that they're able to do what they did there, I, I mean, and it's not just them. There's, it's, there's lots of lots yeah. of examples of this. Yeah. But, like, the amount of preparation and practice and repetition that went into, like, the entire season to allow that to even be an option is just beyond imaginable. Like, to be on the same page to that extent that you can be like, hey, I know we're playing a sport where, like, literally everything is scripted and you do exactly what you're supposed to do and that's how you win football games. To be in the most important moment, be like, hey, actually, I'm just going to kind of kind of do whatever and then, like, we'll just figure it out, right? And then, like, like do, like, the point at my eyes, point at your eyes sort of thing. Like, we, yes. we got each other. Right? And, like, and to have that be how that played out like oh my goodness like what i mean i will i will look back at that as one of the most fondest sports memories of like i will ever have that was so crazy nigga here's here's a thing i don't think i've ever said out loud to another human being ever until recently when my wife and i were talking about what we were going to talk about um nick i have a thing that i like that is pretty far outside of like my personality and I think I'm ready to Ooh. talk about it. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. And, and I've, I've suppressed it for a real long time. There's some uh, deep shame here. I can hear it. There's some, there's some good deep, uh, social anxiety shame here, Nick. I've, and it's not a great time for it, but I'm just going to say it, Nick. I like zombie books a lot. <laughs> oh my God. That's so random. That's <laughs> it's so, so random. random. I love it. <laughs> and I don't I don't read them a lot, uh, but I the other day I'm like you know what I because I think I think b- before which I guess I should say I I think I like good zombie books I've only read like a, like maybe like four or five like not okay. it's not this is not like some crazy obsession where I've secretly read everything but like one of my secret favorite books is like I really enjoyed World War Z a lot like and, I was gonna ask yeah. Yeah, and I it's not even that they're particularly great books. I don't exactly know why it like scratches such a crazy itch. Um because like Nick, here's the thing. We're living through pandemic right now and Uh-oh. like I know it's not as fun as it actually sounds. <laughs> like nope. cuz like that's the sort of thing. It's like I really like the I haven't the, gotten to hit anyone with an axe. Like not no. a single person. I mean, you're right. You know what? This is bull crap. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't go through an entire pandemic without hitting a single person with facts. I know. Um, but but no, it's it's like obviously, obviously it would be absolutely insanely terrible to go through something like that. We are going – I mean, it's real bad. We're not quite zombie apocalypse bad, but it's real bad. Uh, so I can only imagine if that was a real thing. So like it's not like yep. I'm some kind of insane person in, uh, in the sense that no, I think I it would genuinely be fun. But like it really scratches like my survivalist itch in a way that's really – I don't know. I feel like a little bit of an insane person, but I just that feel like – That makes sense to me because you aren't like a survivalist, like a prepper who's like – no. Like, but you you do have like some DIY skills, and like, I, if someone asked, like, do you think Jeff is above average in his like survivalist knowledge? I would probably say yes. Like, just just off of offhand, and that makes it makes sense to me. You're a little bit outdoorsy. You're a little bit DIY, and just like all the right ways that like I, it kind of makes sense to me that you, you you'd be interested or at least have like a uh, a small interest in sur- survivalist uh, zombie fiction. Yeah, and I I think the thing is is like. 
as I mentioned, I've, I think I've talked about it to you. For, well, I talked about it to you for sure. I've talked about it on the podcast and cut it a bunch of times. Uh, for, for work stuff, we had a really bad DR event. And I would never wish that on any human being ever. But there was a part of that I kind of liked, like, when we were going through it. Because, like, it wasn't – like, there were high stakes, but it wasn't, like, life or death or anything. But, like, I – it was long hours and constantly like super stressful and like a thousand million decisions that needed to be made. And like, I just really enjoy, it sounds crazy. I really enjoy that kind of environment, like high pressure. Like we're all going to just like work here and sleep here until we're done. Uh, I mean, it, it's a very weird thing, but uh, anyways, I got, I got into a book recently and it made me realize like, man, I haven't really ever talked about this to anybody ever. I don't think. A little little zombie love. I'm a little bit weird with the, like, yeah, I like, I like me a good zombie book. Um, so if you're a listener out there and you have a zombie book recommendation, definitely hit me up. Like I said, I've only listened, or I've only read, I got listened to, only listened to slash read a a handful, like a small handful. Um, so definitely, so definitely lots on the list. I I don't know if this like would apply the same way, but so how have, how have you not played, um, the last of us that Nick, you have no idea how close I've come to buying a flipping PlayStation just to play that stupid game. Like it is so <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> like, yeah, you and you know it's like one of it's, it, it may be my favorite game in the last like ten years. It may be my, is like, it, my it, it's is it's just PlayStation or it's on PC too? Oh, uh, I have no idea. I have okay, no idea. well we we do need to figure this out because I have looked at that before. Hold on. So you've you've you do you uh, so you've played the, obviously being that it's your favorite one of your favorite yeah. games. Yeah, uh, it is is only on PlayStation. Um, but so it's I've played the first one like three times I think um including the uh there's like a not dlc it's like there's an extra story that's like a prequel thing uh i've played that too and i've played the last of us part two once and Mm -hmm. it hurt me too bad to ever i don't think i'll ever play it again because it was like it's it's brutal it's it's (sighs) i don't know if that if that like is a slightly appealing part of zombie fiction to you like one of the things that i I like about it's baked into the dna of what it is so like i know not that it's like the feature reason is like that i'd be torn to shreds but like i know that i'm getting into a story where i'm going to be torn to shreds more than likely right like that's just kind of part of it and it's okay so, I think that's something that's that's there about zombie stuff is that it, the the fact that it's visceral is kind of like it, uh, it's kind of like authentic. It's like not pulling punches on you. It's like just you know what I mean. Uh, and I think that's something, that, or something that I l- like about my l- limited uh, interaction with zombie uh, fiction or whatever. And uh, it's certainly there with uh, Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two like depressed me. Like I wanted to cry multiple times, and I had to like put it down because I was like just in a bad mood and like sad. Oh man, like. It was incredibly good. Uh, Last of Us Part 1 doesn't quite, like, hurt me that same way, but it does make me want to cry. It's just, I, I think that the way it does it is a little less, like, brutalistic. It's a little bit more, like, just... Oh, man, Nick. I'm just, I'm literally so close <laughs> to just buying a flipping PlayStation again. It's like, for me, like, this is, like, trying to, like, fight the urge to buy, like, a $300 book. <laughs> like, <you laughs> no, that's, that's, that's kind of fair. It's kind of fair. Because uh, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not really super interested in a lot of the other things on there but like oh my gosh like the amount of like you're not the only person who said like obviously the internet's very uh very uh praising of of the last of us so i'm not i don't know i'm not kidding i don't know if i'm getting a ps5 ever and i think i think i have an old ps4 i don't remember if i sold it or not uh so i i could just sell you one for like super cheap if if uh i mean Nick, maybe take these negotiations offline, but like I, I say, it. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally 
unironically interested in what you're talking about here. So, okay, Nick, we can't. We've gone off the rails. We need to talk about some other True. stuff. So, tell me, tell me what you have this week. Okay, Jeff. Um, I don't want to make a big thing out of this because I feel like I could take this. I could. I could come back to this a different time and possibly okay. talk about it uh, more in depth. But have you ever heard of polyphasic or biphasic sleep? Um. Man, I feel like I feel like I should be able to say yes, and maybe I should say yes, but I don't. No, I don't feel confident enough to say yes. So, so talk to me here. Okay. So, uh, there is this thing called biphasic or polyphasic sleep, and like as the name might like su- suggest, polyphasic sleep is when you sleep multiple times throughout the day, and biphasic sleep is where you sleep uh, twice during the day. There's two different versions of biphasic sleep. One where you just take a nap, which is, I I don't even know why you'd really call it that, but whatever. Uh, I guess if you consistently feel like you need it, but, um, usually people who do that, who like take a nap every single day are sleeping less overall and less at night and, uh, or biphasic sleep, which I thought was the more interesting one. And I read a couple of articles about, uh, from like a couple of historians and stuff, um, where people, uh, prior to like the industrial, uh revolution would sleep for like three to four hours wake up for a couple of hours not too long like one to two hours maybe three i think i think i saw and then go back to sleep for the next six to eight or six to eight so the next three three to four to f- mm-hmm. f- uh, fill out their six to eight hours and this was just like the norm and people got a lot accomplished in their time in between and they seem to be more at- uh, attentive and it can be seems to have a like really positive effect and there's signs of poly or biphasic sleep the the two uh the two intervals of sleep where it was uh, originally called like first sleep and second sleep being around as far back as in the Odyssey. In the Odyssey, it is referenced. And it was around <laughs> until in all kinds of cultures until the Industrial Revolution. And I feel like it was kind of like more or less, I mean, obviously lots of reasons, but also just like a very practical like necessity yes. like especially during the winter months like if you just would have slept through the night then your fire would go out and you would just be frozen when you woke up or whatever right so like um like a, a real big necessity and also pre-industrial revolution you're talking about like i mean not maybe as much you had light, lights right? but it's like torches and stuff and that ain't gonna be you know burning all night so right like darkness really meant darkness and which is such a wild thought like that that would be a thing that you would have to deal with but so so that was one of the historians um the the main guy who talks about this is this guy named Roger uh, Ekerch, E-K-I-R-C-H. Um, and what, that's one of his thoughts is that like light, like having such a high access to light and such bright lights like messed with our mess with us and messed up our circadian rhythm. And by the way, there's other studies that show that like if you try to attempt this, your circadian rhythm will account for it relatively quickly. Like in a couple of weeks, you'll just be like, yeah, this is normal. I just wake up on my own at like 1 a.m. Hmm. And then I live my life until I'm tired again. And like, it's just normal. Uh, but also like, you're, you're completely right. And there's other biological helpful helpful reasons for this. Like there's sometimes uh, families would be like up intermittently throughout the night. Like, so you'd have people like, kind of, you'd have more people keeping watch over an area. You'd have more people that could get things done. It's less likely that you'd have uh, like thieves and stuff because, you know, if you know if people could wake up any moment or are awake when they, they, when you try to sneak into the house, it's like less likely for that to be successful. So there were a lot of like social and biological benefits. Like you, you nailed it. Like, you know, fire, uh, keeping a fire throughout the night is harder than keeping it for three to three hours or whatever. Like there's, there's a lot of little benefits in old, older civilization mm-hmm. that, that were there for it. Man, sleep is such a wild thing. Like it, it 
it, like I think it's probably one of the things that have the absolute biggest impact on our day to day with like we have so little understanding of all of the actual reasons yes. why it's necessary and the benefits and pros and cons of what you're talking about and there's like all kinds of like crazy outliers like i think both uh kobe and jordan slept like crazy weird little amounts and like i don't like the the variability across people uh, are just it seems crazy to me so uh, um the, one of the reasons that this has always like always been interesting to me is because of Kobe and Jordan. But I kind of wonder if Kobe in particular, I, I don't know Jordan's story with the sleep as much. I, I've heard all the stories about like, oh, yeah, we were up all night playing cards. And then he was up at 5 a.m. for uh, for golf or whatever. I've heard all the stories. But what I haven't heard is like a, a good under, like reason how that's like physically possible to do all the time. But with Kobe, a lot of modern NBA players take like extended naps because they play games. Mm-hmm all over the country, so different time zones, until, you know, like, 10.30 or 11. And that's not even counting for, uh, for, um, freaking overtime. So, like, if you live on the East Coast, you probably know it. You can watch a West Coast game of your team, and they'll be, they'll be playing until you're, you're, like, wanting to knock out at, like, 1 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. I gotta wake up in the morning, but I'm trying to watch the Lakers, okay? Um, and so you can imagine, like, why a, a nap schedule is like super beneficial for that my understanding is that kobe did do a polyphasic sleep schedule like where he would sleep multiple times throughout the day and Mm -hmm. i think that's the trick to it i think that's like the a lot of the stories where it's like oh man kobe was up at 5 a.m biking can you believe it and then he was in the gym that night at like 10 and it's like i mean yeah if you got a four-hour nap in the middle it's probably fine right like (laughs) it's probably not that the end of the world i'm not trying to take away from kobe's kobe's mystique here or anything but you know it really is true though like the 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 weird ways that people are able to like find sleep patterns that work for them that are so outside of what we would typically like consider as even remotely possible i mean you right know, just describing the sort of thing of like you know staying up late and playing poker and then waking up at five o'clock to go play golf like for me, I would literally die, I think, even with naps that were, like, four hours throughout the day. But, honestly, if I had a schedule that permitted it, maybe not. Like, because I certainly, right, right now, I, this might come as a shock to you, Nick. I can't, I can't take four-hour naps in the middle of the Correct. day. Yeah. Like, it's not, big, not, big a, not an option. <laughs> um, well, for you and 99% of the world, right? Like, it's just, and the people who can take a nap in the middle of 4, of 4 p.m. is because they work a graveyard shift, and they need to wait to sleep eight hours that time, not like two big chunks, right? I will say so, and then uh, we'll move on to the last thing I'm talking about. But the, um, one of the things that I have found is like, if you can get in a mode where you can take a quick, like little power nap style nap in the like mid afternoon, it's super it, beneficial. It's crazy beneficial. And so I, I've talked about it, I think on the show, maybe or to other people, who knows? I've, I've talked to other people about it. There would be times that I would drink a cup of coffee and then take a like 10 to 15 minute nap. And by the time I would be waking up, it would be like a superpower because like caffeine would be kicking in and I was rested. And like, yeah, I remember this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, and I haven't done that in a while. I mean, maybe if I work from home more often in the future, that will be a lot more uh, feasible. But like, man, that really did work when I needed it to work a handful of times. And like the, the thought that who knows, like, there are all kinds of sleep patterns that, like, we probably don't even realize and are probably just not 
you know, conducive to the typical schedule of a human being in a society, but would totally, totally work. Um, if again, like if you, if your schedule right. permitted it, but no, I, I completely it's agree. very weird. I, I, I don't want to go into any pseudoscience analysis of it, but like my brain has always been like, why are we trying to fuel for a 16 hour day instead of like bursts of what matters to us? And I think there's like a little bit of that with like your thing where like you are probably super energized that moment after you wake up. Right. And like, are you going to be perfectly as alert, you know, like when, when it's time for you to fall asleep? No, but nobody is right. Nobody's as alert at, you know, 11 PM as they are at uh, noon. So I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a super interesting thing. I've always wanted to dive deeper into it. And so of course I found myself reading like four articles from the same, like two guys. (laughs) So yeah. Oh man. Naps are so great, Nick. The older I've gotten, naps are so great. <laughs> I have a nap. Not, I have a nap not relevant. Uh, not relevant analysis for. What <laughs> I do love some some naps. Nick, it's not April. We're gonna talk about a couple April Fools' things real quick, and then it's gonna okay. take us a different, different, a completely different uh, path than than what you're probably thinking. So, uh, you've heard of Reddit, right? Uh, I've heard of Reddit once or twice. Once or twice. Are you aware that they do April Foolsy things occasionally on the Reddit? Uh, you know, um, in, I I'm only in the ten year club, so I've only seen a few of them. Only a few of them. Huh? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember? Do you remember the button? I do remember the button. Damn, that's a big poll. That's a okay. big poll. Do you want to? Do you know enough to explain what how like what it was or no? How it I mean, it was a, it was a subreddit that like told you it was like a button. And it, like, I'm, b- I'm barely remembering it. It's like you, you pressed it and it would, like, tell you how weight in or something. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember. It was, it was, it was okay. like, yeah. I'll, I'll, bail, I'll bail you out, bud. <laughs> so, please, uh, please. Uh, as a person who spent any amount of time actually looking at this, it actually is a lot easier because thanks uh, to Wikipedia, those, these things are recorded in history for forever. So, um, what the button was, and I, I've gotten the same way. Like, I definitely remember it. I was a little fuzzy on the details. Um, how it worked was you could push the button one time and depending on how many seconds that were left on the button would determine what like little flare you got, uh, to say like, Oh, I pushed it when there was only 10 seconds left or as, as opposed to like a person who pushed it, you know, when there was like 50 seconds left Okay, and it like literally went, I mean, it, it's a little cliche to say things went viral, but it went viral in a big way. Like it was, it was such a yeah, it was, weird, it was huge for a minute. Yeah, a weird, crazy, crazy, like such a weird thing for people to care about, but people really cared about it. There was like, I don't know, it was such a cult following. Um, it actually went on. I'm not sure. Do you want to? You want to take a guess at uh, how many how many days it went on before it finally the timer finally hit zero? Aside from a couple technical glitches. That so didn't so count. it counted down from sixty, right? Yeah, sixty and seconds. It, anytime down to anyone zero. pressed it, it would reset, it would reset. Right? Yeah. Um, I thought it was like a couple of months. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was like two it's, three months. So was this an April Fool's joke? I don't remember it being. It was an April. April Fool's it was April first, and it uh, it lasted until mid June, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I see. Are you googling it? To no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent about, sure. It's April you said Fool's. about a flare, and so I went to look and see if I pressed it because I don't remember. I don't I think I did. I definitely pressed it. What's wrong with you? What's wrong? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> there, there. Well, and that's the thing is like there was like a whole group of people that were like so proud that they never pressed the button. <laughs> I don't know. It's fair. It's hey, a very, you know. it's a very weird, very like it's a very internety thing. It's honestly, it's the thing about the internet that I really like, and that'll be kind of a a theme here. Uh, so other Reddit things. Uh, Nick, do you remember place? Place. Oh, r slash place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't okay. So r slash place. Um, was that like a collaborative art thing? So how that worked, kind of similar-ish, uh, where like, well, not similar-ish, whatever. So there was like a thousand by thousand grid uh, pixels, and you could color one pixel like every five to 20 minutes. They kind of played with the the time throughout the the thing, the time that it was live. And yeah. There, I don't remember how long it was live, but it was like, like a week or something like that. Um, and so what that turned into, though, was like this crazy... Uh, like every little random internet community would try to find like their little tiny place of no pun intended of the of the little art thing to like claim as theirs and to like put their stuff on it. Uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Have you? Have you? Like, I'm, I'm looking at it again. Okay. I, I do remember this now. I because because so like for for listeners, if you see this this final picture, I, I don't know if you're gonna place a, t- a time lapse or whatever. But I'm looking at the p- t- final picture, and people would like draw over other people's stuff. So like your yes. thing would be claimed, and you you would like the you know like so there's a lot of video game ones on here, right? Or like there's like a Linux uh, penguin, and there's like all kinds of stuff. There's like a Mona Lisa, um, but like. So if you're like the League of Legends guy, then you and all the League of Legends players would have to try to like make sure your League of Legends logo yeah. wasn't drawn over, right? You battle for your little spot uh, to have in the final picture. So it's very silly, but I like it. And again, like kind of the same thing, almost at a different scale. Because like I actually, you know, I push the button, whatever. Um, I, so one of the very first podcasts I ever listened to is called Hello Internet. And it's defunct now, allegedly still on hiatus, but it's been on hiatus f- since before the pandemic. So probably gone. Probably, um, but anyways, the, on the the community for that podcast, of which I consider myself part of, we uh, like there was a little tiny area, which if you zoom in, I don't remember exactly where it was, but they had their little HI logo um, and they defended that till the bitter end. I think at the very last like <laughs> second that it was open, somebody put like a little red dot in the middle of it. I can't remember exactly. I have to go look uh, it up. But I mean, so hey. they, they defaced it a little bit, but like other, otherwise, like it, it survived till the, the final bit. But there are like hundreds of people like writing scripts to like go through and and uh, like hit, like defend the little spot and yep. like it just it spawned so much just random obsession and it was really 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 crazy you have to go check this out if this is like something that's completely unfamiliar it is like the collection of random internet communities boiled and reduced down to some just absolutely amazing artwork that like also was constantly being <laughs> graffitied over uh, yes so anything that you see at the last picture is literally stuff that people spent hours and hours and hours and days to make sure survived to the last bit. So everything you see on here is just so much love went behind all of it. It's so crazy. Um, okay, Nick, I have, I have something to ask you. Let me in. Maybe, maybe this, uh, this is, I, I went into this completely blind. Nick and I did not talk about this at all. Um, has there been any random internet game that has made it across your radar over the past month at all that, uh, you either have or have not partaken in that you feel like 
has kind of taken a little bit of a part oh, of the internet Wordle. by storm. Wordle. Wordle. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Nick. Jen, Jen and I are playing Wordle. Okay, I just want to say something. Mm-hmm. You might be able to draw the connection here. So the guy that made Reddit the place and the guy that made the button. Is the guy who made, his the wor- made Wordle? name is Josh Wardle. Wait, is it really? It really is. That's fantastic. So, okay. So this was going to be a small topic because I want to talk about Wordle because I feel like it's one of the craziest social experiments that I feel like has ever happened to society as far as simple games go. And I have all kinds of like interesting things to talk about it. And while I was doing research, I realized he was part of like what I consider to be like two of the biggest crazy things on the internet to ever like make people super obsessed. And I... It's very wild. I, I was very, very shocked. So, Nick, this, this guy's good. This guy's got social engineering down. Like, dude, right? <laughs> like, it's just wild. What a G. Okay. So, we're going we're gonna to talk through some of this and then maybe just kind of get your thoughts on uh, just the, like, now that you know that this is the same person, uh, like, talking through uh, just why, why is he so good at this and, and any, anything else? Yeah. So, um, this was a, a thing that he asked. So Wordle, if you're not familiar, uh, real quick, Nick, uh, first off, what uh, of the Wordles recently? Do you have a Wordle in general that you feel like really deserves to be, you know, shouted out as particularly difficult recently? Because I have one for sure. Uh, the Noel one. Noel one was. Yeah, 219. Yeah. What the heck, man? That was super difficult. It's the only Wordle I've ever cheated on because I got to the sixth one and I'm like, I'm not going to lose. And so Jedi- I- I do use Scrabble. I got to the stuff. sixth one on today's. Um, on today's is it was whack, right? And yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know. I shouldn't. I should ask you to make sure. Jen, well, Jen, no, guess, I, I'm done. Yeah. Fair. Jen guessed smack for a start. We've been doing like a couple of consistent first words, just uh-huh. uh, yeah, and like she just wanted to try something different. And she guessed smack, and then we were like, oh, well, this will be easy. We have we there's a tons of like good co- letter combo, and we still got to the sixth one, and we were like, okay, there, it can't be anything <laughs> else, right? Like it can't be anything else, right? So <laughs> it, it was the first one. Um, so good to go back to Noel. It, the reason why it was super difficult to me also was I had thought that you could only have like one letter. You like there were no repeating letters. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah. In my mind, that was completely out of it. So that was one hard part. But Nick, the I've seen people posting stuff where they get it in like the second or third try. I thought that was impossible. But Nick, I'll tell you what, bud, on the sugar day, I guessed great um, as my first one, and I'm like, oh man, okay, I got three letters. I got one of them in the right position, and like I have to pick the. I'm, I my normal strategy is to try to figure out what the ending is, and I just guess the be- the beginning after that. Okay, and so I guess the ending was G A R because I, that, those were the three letters that I had from great. Okay. Um, and I knew one of the positions. Anyways, so like literally the next one I guessed was sugar and I got it right in two. I felt like I was the smartest person that's ever existed. <laughs> you you kind of are. I mean, I think there's like a big element of luck to getting it in two or three. Oh, yeah. And luck and creativity and patience and willing to yeah. this, willingness to not look up things on all the Scrabble websites. Because like I said, that, I definitely cheated on on the null, the null day. No, totally. Um, And uh, freaking... Uh, that's fair. I don't blame you for cheating. And I'm proud of you with the sugar one. The sugar one almost like messed with us a little bit. I think we've basically gotten it on the fourth one almost every time. Like we've done like yeah. 15 of them so far. Yeah. And I, I think like we're at like 10 or 11 on the fourth one, one or two on the third, one or two on the fifth and one on the sixth, like something like that. Um, nice. It, but yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's hard. Man. It's, it's a test of doing something, uh, like you said, patience, right? But Nick, here's what's crazy. 
you and me, we didn't talk about this at all. We didn't share this as a thing we cared about. But like both of us just off the cuff rattled off all kinds of parts of this that have mattered to us over yep. the like literally couple weeks that you've been doing it. That I've been doing it for like a week or so. Yep. Like and and here's the thing. So I just I want to tell a little bit about the story and then we can give our thoughts. But um it originally started uh, back in 2013. Uh, Josh Wardle had like a, a prototype of this, but it was endless play. Like there wasn't the thing where like you would play and then you'd have to wait a day. And it was like, it just kind of got some feedback. It was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but uh, uh, he ended up just abandoning the project and went on to do all kinds of crazy stuff at Reddit and uh, some other places. And the the pandemic happened, and it was just like a way to like kill some time. Um, him and uh, his partner, she she's like really into like crossword puzzles and stuff. I guess they they actually do a lot of crossword puzzles together. That's and cool. so it was like kind of a just a passion project to do where it would be just for him and his partner, and then yeah, like opened it up to be just like him, his partner, and some family, uh, like in a WhatsApp group or something like that. And it ultimately ended up being like 90 or so people um, in like November of last year, which is like literally Nick November. I'm not sure if you're aware is not super long ago, which it, I mean, it makes sense because no, it's not. like we're in the 200s. So like from the very, very early days mm-hmm. of this thing existing is literally only 200 days ago, which is an incredible. But it's impressive sh- that it caught on this hard this fast. It is wild. Do you do you know what caused it? Do you know what no, broke the, what make made no, all this happen? I, I, I've been pretty out of the loop with it in general. Uh, a bunch of my uh, a couple of my discords play, but I, you know me, I'm not on any social media, so I haven't seen. I know that people are posting it on Twitter and stuff, but I, yeah, I don't know. It, it has more or less broke the internet at this point. Um, the The reason why it originally happened was not even an, actually an idea that he had. Um, it for whatever reason caught on really big in New Zealand, and there was a New Zealand journalist or something like that that um because before before this had happened everybody would like post on social media or whatever uh that was playing the game like how many guesses so they would say like you know i got wordle in four or whatever um yeah but one of the people in new zealand thought like hey i can use these block emojis to like show how like what my thing was without actually spoiling anything but like I could just do the block emojis of like what it was. Are you? I guess you know. You say you are familiar with the fact that it's getting shared everywhere. But like, have you actually seen what it looks like when people share? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, okay. You can see. Yeah. Yeah. The blocks. So, so and if you're not familiar uh, with Wordle, which I mean, at this point, we're just we're <laughs> our podcast is now narrowing the number of people that don't know about Wordle even more. If you don't. Uh, you guess a word, it's five letter word. And if you guess one of the letters right, it's yellow. And if it's the right position, it is green and you have six guesses. Seems like, honestly, it's pretty basic rules. But the thing about it is there's only one per day. And uh, what it has now is the ability, when you're finished, you can easily share like just the pattern that you got, not any of the actual letters because everybody plays the same word every day. So, you know, obviously getting that spoiled would be tremendously uh, watering down of the, the impact trying to play the game. And it's like super basic. It's just on a website. Like it's not like an app or anything like that. You literally just go to world.com. Um, and it's just, it's pretty crazy. The The whole thing was uh, orig- like I said, originally from a 2013, just kind of proof of concept where it was endless play. Now it's just one per day. Um, 
and it's filtered uh, just to words that he and his partner think are fair, like are good candidates for it. There's like 2,000 some odd. So I don't know, 365 days. We were good for uh, six, six, seven years. Six, seven years <laughs> at this point. But what I feel like is just wild about this, because obviously the stuff on Reddit got a lot of attention to Reddit, but there was no like long term, uh, like purposefully done way to monetize that. And similarly, uh, Wordle is not like he's talked about it and I'll, I'll read a couple quotes, uh, but there's no interest in monetizing Wordle at all, which to me, again, is just, like that's just crazy that you no, can have. Do you say that, but there is such a, a, a certain st- type of old school developer. And I say old school, like, you know, these Reddit things were that old. I have no idea how old he is. But there's such a there's a branch of developers that are so interested in open source stuff that I think is so commendable about not wanting to monetize every little thing that they can. And I appreciate it so goddamn much. And that that is like totally in line with like this guy who really understands like social engineering and like making a really viral video game, all like just like a random not even video game like a viral internet experience. Like I calling it a video game is like kind of disingenuous. Uh, just like a, a viral internet thing would absolutely be the kind of person who doesn't want to monetize their crazy thing because they they know that it would make it like you know you have to insert ads or something into a freaking thing where you're guessing a, a word six times. Yeah, and and like it, it's just so counterintuitive because just the the nature of what the internet has become, especially over the past several years. I mean, it is a thing that ekes out every dollar it can out of human attention, and in my opinion, like some of the best things about the internet are the times when stuff like this happens, where it is genuinely attention grabbing, but it's not trying to do it for money. Yes, like. And that, to me, is, like, the special thing about the internet and the best parts about the internet. And, like, that's why, like, Nick, I spend a ton of time clicking a dumb pixel every five minutes for a podcast that I like back in 2015 or something like that. There, I mean, I was on Reddit, so I guess I got served ads occasionally because it is a right. company that makes money. But, like, that's not why. I, like, I, I mean, it, as far as intrusive ads go, I mean, Reddit's pretty friendly as far as not making that be a big issue. And that was not the reason why that existed. I mean, it was it was genuinely a fun thing. And the same thing with the button. Like, it created a whole, like, little weird subculture around uh, all kinds of conspiracy theories around uh, clicking a stupid uh, internet button. But uh, I, I'll read this quote because I feel like, honestly, what you said and my my sentiment, he wraps up really, really concisely. Uh, so, so this is this is quote. Um, so he gets asked about why he's not monetizing it, more or less. And he says, that's a really good question. I used to work in Silicon Valley, and I'm aware of things that, especially with games, you're meant to do with people's attention. You're trying to capture as much of people's attention as you can. So that involves things like endless play or sending them push notifications or asking them for sign-up information. And philosophically, I enjoy doing the opposite of all those things. Doing all the things that you're not meant to do, which I think has bizarrely had this effect where the game feels really human and just enjoyable... And that resonates with where we're at right now in the world with COVID. And then we're also trying to figure out, like, what is tech? What has tech become? I think that really resonates with people and no ads or no monetization. People ask me a lot about those things. And I was like, I literally was just making a game for my partner. And I made some decisions that we would like. And and to me, like, something that could be so profitable and just to be like, eh, not worth it. Like, 
just to yep. have it be at the core of what what it is, which is just a fun way to do a stupid game with some friends and talk about it and have a shared experience. I mean, I I have I don't know how like people do this sort of thing because like this isn't like on the scale of like oh I, I turned down an offer for a better paying job like he could literally turn this into millions of dollars like literally overnight like it's it's gotten to such a fever pitch it'd yep. be a very short burn and, and like are people are we gonna care about Wordle Nick and and you know six months from now absolutely not uh, like this not is a thing that will burn out but it is. It, I mean, this is the sort of stuff people can capitalize but, on, right? But you could share, you could sell your share in it right now. Try to it, it capture information to sell data, sell people's data, and you'd be on top of it. You'd make a quick, quick, a good amount of money, like a huge, huge amount of money right away. But anyways, I, I, for me, the thing I just really wanted to say is one, uh, I really appreciate what he what he's done and what he's made, just because it is the pure side of the internet. Uh, that I, I do really like because it's just a stupid word game. But like, oh my goodness, the number of random like things I've seen pop up about it are just crazy. Um, and just the resistance to <laughs> turning it into dollars and putting ads on that site. Because it is just, I mean, he could put a banner ad on that site and it'd probably make himself, you know, ten to $20,000 a day, like almost certainly. And honestly, almost have no impact, but just has chosen not to. Like that, that sort of, uh, you know, commitment to what you're wanting to do, uh, is, is pretty, pretty crazy. But then the other thing I wanted to say is, I, Nick, there are some people that are so well in tuned to things that are like human attention grabbing. <laughs> yes. It is, it is beyond crazy. I mean, this guy was a person who has created now three things that I had realized existed in the world despite not seeking them out without like, I mean, None of them were like monetized things. They're all just random things that got the internet on fire about a random weird thing. And I just, I don't, that's a special type of person. It totally and I was, is. I was, when I was doing the initial research on that, like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like this guy is the same person who has lit the internet on fire at least two other times. Right. How, how did it have, like, how did he do it three times? Like, that's, that's super impressive. And, I mean. And I, I am instantly a big fan of his. And I'm, you're completely right. This is like the pure side of the internet that I, that I enjoy a lot. Anyways, anything else before we wrap up here, sir? No, Wordle's awesome. I, I liked it before and now I really like it. You're great. I appreciate you. <laughs> Well, it's, it is funny because we had the Stardew Valley episode, and I'm definitely more interested now than ever of like whenever there's anything that I play to like go read up on the people that made it, and so that's kind of like what prompted all this to like go in and like oh, I wonder I wonder who made this, I wonder if there's anything interesting about them. Turns out, Nick, there was. Oh, there all was. Right. Nick, uh, we have a Patreon podcast. We yep. are. Oh, man, Nick, we're going to talk about so much football stuff. Uh, we talked about all kinds of fun things last week, both football, basketball, and, and more. Uh, if you want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Tywisap, and that drops on the Mondays where this one doesn't. Yep, and you can also follow us at Tywisap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and, but not Snapchat. And you can find all of that at Tywisap.com. All right, Uzi Nick, thank you so much for potting with me. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> this has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you all for listening.